The gospel reading today comes from Matthew, the second chapter, beginning in the first verse. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. And for you, and for you, and from you, you shall come a ruler, who is to be shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay homage. To him. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overjoyed, overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Did they know? Did they know? lying face down on the rough wooden floor, tears probably streaming from their red eyes that were tired from the journey, muscles aching from that journey, over difficult miles, over difficult places that were unfamiliar to them, their hearts pounding, as they were trying to define this journey that they had been on, did they know? When they looked at this precious boy child, perhaps made of clothes from their own parents' robes, a young mother who may appear to be too young to take on the responsibility of this gift that was born. Did they know? Or did they only hope? In that moment, in the silence, from when they first fell to the floor and then rose up to present their presence, their treasures, their gifts, was their journey going over and over in their mind, were they retracing this journey that they had taken? We know they were mystified and excited, obviously, 
at sighting the celestial star, this event in the sky, because we are told they were astrologers. They may have made this a hurried decision to go where it called them, to go where it led them. They're camels. You can hear the camels. We've all seen the camels slowly plodding along in that rhythmic back and forth over the rock and the sand. It must have seemed as if it took forever. Would they ever arrive at the place they needed to be? Would they ever arrive at the place they needed to find? Maybe it was a little bit out of frustration that they ventured off to Jerusalem, that they made that detour. Maybe they were truly lost. It wasn't really a logical place to stop if you look at the big scheme of everything. These wise men had stopped to ask directions. They had traveled many miles, only guided by that star. And it had done so with great accuracy. And God knows why they stopped in Jerusalem to ask, where is the birth? of the king. They assumed, they imagined that the birth could only take place in a great seat of power. They must have believed that the current king would be celebrating the birth with a lot of enthusiasm. That maybe banners and stuff would be hanging across the streets as they made their way through Jerusalem. It was a big city, but they found no one celebrating. No signs of a birth of this magnitude, so they decided to ask. They must have been a little hard to understand because we are told they were foreigners. They came from the east. And so their accents and the questions of a king and a secession made people stop and listen. And it frightened them. It drew unwanted attention <coughs> to these three men. It made them appear to be maybe dangerous. They were certainly targets of suspicion from the royal guards in the court of the king. They were certainly targets of suspicion by this puppet king that had been put in place by the Roman Empire. So Herod summons them, asking probing questions about their journey and their quest to find this child king. We don't know. It does not tell us what their answers were. 
perhaps maybe their question the answers to these questions were innocent enough perhaps they sensed King Herod's fear and they held back just a little bit and after King Herod sent them off they had to have had that sense that he was full of empty promises so their heads were spinning. What have we walked into here? What have we stumbled into here? We're in search of the birth of a king. What have we gotten ourselves into? They had to doubt the sincerity of Herod. And this combined with their own search for hope and a salvation drove them to search even further. Maybe they lost sight of the star for just a moment. They had wandered off course. Maybe King Herod, in his desperate need to retain power, gave them great pause. We don't know. They saw the star. They rejoiced exceedingly, it says. So we see them climb back up on these camels and hurry toward Jerusalem. They were truly on a mission from God. Can you imagine what they were thinking? What would you be thinking when you finally arrive at a stable? These three men get off their weary camels who we can imagine just plopped down right where they were. Have you ever seen a camel get down? It, it's, it's not a smooth, uh, gracious looking thing. But these camels were weary, but yet they are the ones who knew right where they were to stop. They had reached the destination. even though it could not have been more different from where they thought they would find the king. In that opulent palace with guards and, and gold and all things brilliant around it, here they were at a staple. I think one passage the Bible calls a lowly staple. A humble place, a dirty place, not anything like they had imagined. They come into this manger, they fall to the floor in reverence and awe, slowly rising to give the young, confused mother their gifts far greater than she had ever seen, could ever possibly imagine. And then they see the child. Perhaps they ask to see, hold the child. We don't know. But we can imagine their tears welling in their eyes over this moment of finding the boy king. They stagger out into the night, looking up at the sky, the star, 
shining glory down on them. No. They knew it. Not on them. The star was not shining glory down on them, but on this boy child that they had found. This seemingly ordinary child. Did they know as they made their way home, yet down another unfamiliar road. But then, every road at this point was unfamiliar because the whole world had changed with this one encounter, with this act of worship, with an offering of treasures, and more importantly, an offer of self given by these wise men. Did they speak to one another as they rode off? Comparing the impressions that they had when they saw the child. Sharing thoughts of their encounter. Asking questions. Did they dare to ask questions? Of course they did. Of course they did. They could see it in this child. He was the one for questions. He would grow up to be asked more questions than anyone before or since. And he would answer them all with truth. With the truth. The only truth. Truth that is sometimes hard to take, often hard to understand. A truth that always needed to be dealt upon, thought upon, pondered, claimed, acted upon. Or else it wouldn't be the truth that we need. What do we really know about these wise men? Not much. What we don't know is far more than what we do know. But we have given them names. You can look up several names from depending on the tradition. Their names are not always consistent. Some people say there were as many as 12 wise men. We come up with three because it fits the narrative of the three gifts. We don't know, but we give them a story so that we can wrap our minds around them. We have given them this story because it makes sense. It sounds nice and it fits our narrative, the one that we have created. But Matthew, the writer of this gospel didn't care about that. Because his gospel is the only one that includes the wise men. To Matthew, they are truly a plot device, a means to an end. The wise men don't matter to Matthew except for a way of announcing this birth. 
They are a sign pointing something beyond themselves. The wise men aren't the point. Something that gives them meaning and purposes. Something that makes them characters in this story. Something that defines them. They are who they are because of what they found. Who they found. Did they know? Do we? Or is faith enough? Is hope enough? Can we live without knowing? Taking the glimpse we have been privileged to be given, to receive. Can we take that as substance for our continued journey in faith? If you look up the word epiphany in the dictionary, you find alongside the religious definitions. A Christian, it says, a Christian festival celebrated on the 6th of January commemorating the manifestation of the Christ to Gentiles in the persons of the Magi, or an appearance, especially of a deity. But you find something else. Something that implies a stumbling upon, a glimpse, a revelation, an intuitive perception into a reality or a central meaning of something usually initiated by something simple, commonplace, an ordinary occurrence or experience. Not knowing as much as grasping, receiving. And maybe this is enough to get us through. Maybe it's enough to get you through. To keep our feet moving. To make our commitments. To make a covenant, which we will do later today. Covenant when we come to receive communion. Maybe it is enough to give our lives away to a child to this story, to this gospel, and to this truth. I pray it is for you. Happy Epiphany. Amen and amen. Yes.